Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. here. thought we were back on schedule, but uh, apparently we are not. Uh, when it comes to the holiday season, looks like everyone's kind of busy, namely me, not being able to get a show out on time, so I do apologize. Um, but I guess being busy is also a good thing, because we got a lot of cool things in store for you guys. Um, and before we get into this week's podcast, I uh, just want to give off a couple of things. Um, basically how it works for the rest of the year with the podcast, uh, today's Saturday, uh, December 21st, so I'm gonna really, obviously if you're listening to this show, uh, I released it then, so you'll get one Saturday, probably gonna release another really cool podcast coming up that, uh, me and Tito did with, uh, with, uh, Sean McLennan and Aaron Schwab, uh, about the Arts Council, it's a really, really good episode, so I'll release that one after Christmas, uh, next week sometime, uh, Thursday, Friday maybe, uh, and then we'll release the next one uh, just maybe after New Year's because it's going to be absolutely crazy these uh, next couple days with the holidays, so we're uh, soon into the New Year, I guess. Uh, we're going to be back on the regular Tuesday schedule, uh, but we got so much stuff in store that it's going to be absolutely crazy, so that's what's, that's how it's going to work the next couple of weeks for the podcast because I know everyone's... <laughs> if everyone... Uh, stuck to the Tuesday schedule by now then I really feel bad uh, but that's how it's going to work for the next couple bit but I want to give you guys a heads up on some cool stuff that we are doing um, we just announced uh, this week on the Filmmakers Association a new series uh, that we're going to do called the YMM Short Series uh, basically we're going to feature local films made uh, by local filmmakers during the TIFF nights down at Keanu Theatre uh, so it's going to be really really cool Best part, we're going to pay you to screen these films. 125 bucks. Now that's that's a, g- a good uh, a good good chunk of, good chunk of change for the filmmaker. Um, and the first night that we're, we're going to debut this is going to be January 23rd, uh, 2014. Uh, the TIFF film being featured is uh, Much Ado About Nothing uh, by Josh Whedon of Avengers. Firefly uh, and Buffy fame uh, it's a movie he did over the weekend so I can't wait to watch that movie but before that one uh, we're going to have the very first YMM short series night um, so definitely get your films in uh, there's going to be some details coming up uh, ymmfma.com uh, but we're looking for films so definitely check out the website uh, we're going to start accepting entries uh, very soon if not by the time you're listening to it now uh, so definitely 
Check out all the details, YMMFMA.com. January 23rd is our debut night. Uh, the dates have been confirmed for pretty much the first half of 2014, um, but the movies have yet to be confirmed. So definitely keep it on. Uh, the TIFF movies, I should say, have yet to be confirmed. So how cool is that? You get paid on it 25 bucks. Your short gets to screen next to some amazing TIFF films. You get to come on stage and talk about your film. Uh, it, it's going to be absolutely great. We can't, we can't wait to debut this. Uh, program so again i'll say the website again ymmfma.com check out check it out and get your films into us so that's coming up in 2014 we got a couple things that we're cooking up in the background we can't re-release too, too much information on but uh we got some cool things coming up we just kind of renewed our partnership with stitcher so if anyone's wanting to listen to us like on the go uh, I know Stitcher uh, is a free mobile app uh, available for every kind of phone there is, uh, and, and tablet and device. I believe even Ford has them in their cars, too. It's a great app, uh, Stitcher.com. Check it out. And when you download it to your phone or even visit it on the web, uh, you log in. You need your email address, but it's free uh, to use. And you log in, and it has every podcast under the sun, including this one right here. So definitely uh, go to Stitcher.com. And when you log in, uh, just uh, search YMM Podcast and make sure you add us to your favorites. Uh, and it's it's really cool because we're available mobily. Hopefully someone's listening to this while they're jogging down the Birchwood Trails at minus 50. That's how it's going to work for the next couple weeks. Uh, so this is our show before Christmas. So on behalf of Tito, Steve, uh, and Ashley, and every guest we had on the podcast, uh, Kingston and, and Bensky and, and everyone, uh, that's been involved with the YMM podcast. We want to thank you for listening. We had a great 2013. Uh, we got so much in store for 2014. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Uh, we want to wish you and yours a very, very special season's greetings. Uh, and we hope everyone is safe, happy, get drunk, make sure you don't drive, uh, have a blast. Hope you greedy as fuck for all the Christmas gifts and you got everything you wanted. So now you're spoiled as fuck as well as greedy. <laughs> but as long as everyone's happy, then it's all good. So it's been a crazy, crazy 2013. We love y'all. Uh, and we got an even better 2014 planned. So Merry Christmas on behalf of all of us, the YMAP Podcast, as well as the former Great Filmmaking Association. So let's get into this week's show. Uh, I'm sitting down at the dining room table with Krista Balsam, talking about the first uh, YMAP Magazine, uh, the first year of YMAP Magazine, uh, and her top 20 influencers that uh, that she picked. Uh, it's a pretty cool show. Check it out. But we also got a little Christmas gift for you at the very end um, that I'll, I'll go into, kind of like a mini cine files uh, that we recorded a little while ago that I wanted to, I was trying to find a spot to throw it in, so why not right now, where we talk about uh, X-Men and uh, the new X-Men movie, Days of Futures Past, as well as uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailers, um, uh, me, Steve, Tito, and Ash, so uh, listen for the show, Crystal Balsam coming up, then there'll be a quick little uh, intro into the mini cinephiles at the end of this podcast, thank you very much, sorry Crystal, this podcast came out so late, but here it is, let's check out episode 87 with me and Crystal Balsam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the YMM Podcast. I'm Totsky. Uh, no Tito, no Ash, or no Steve today. It's myself and a very, very lovely person at the dining room table today who's joining me. 
I'm Krista Balsam. Um, I guess best known these days for the owner and publisher of Your McMurray Magazine and Fort McMurray's Child Magazine. And you just celebrated the one year anniversary, actually, of YMM Magazine. Congratulations. Thank you so much. We did. It was, uh, we had a great party, I guess, two weeks ago now or a week ago. I can't even remember. Like, days just blend together. <laughs> really, yeah, they really, I have really no do. Idea what time is these days? I'm like, what day of the week is this? And uh, we, it's been it's been the busiest time. Fort McMurray is so busy in the fall and it's fabulous, but it makes for makes for a very busy time. And uh, I think it was a year ago we sat around this table last it time. Was, and I, I'm like, is it because it's a year ago you launched, but I think I was reading afterwards. I think it was like the first of January. So it was just shy of a year since uh, me and you first sat down at the dining room table to talk about the magazine. And it, it's been a whirlwind year, I, I think, just for the magazine itself. Like, it's explain how you feel. Like, is the magazine where you thought it would be, or is it well beyond expectation? It's beyond expectation. You know, you never know when you start these things, and not that I have a lot of experience in starting these things, but you, you know, I started not really understanding or realizing how big of a scope that and how much the community would embrace it. You know, we're, we're very fortunate. We have some really fabulous readers, really fabulous writers, contributors, photographers, yourself included. Thank you very much. Who have all worked really, really hard to make this magazine a success. And I think it's becoming a household name. It, it, my mom loves it. Like, she actually goes out and hunts around uh, for this magazine. She was telling me this one day. She was just like, i got to find the new YMM magazine. Um, I told her all the usual spots that it is. And I think it, it was the tail end of your last go-around. I think it was just it was we sold, run out. sold out, right? We run out. And uh, she, at that point, she never really says anything about my article, right? And I'm just like, oh, did you read my article? And she's like, you're in it? <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I thought I told you that, but maybe I didn't. She's like, oh wow, so she she was all for it without even knowing her son was in it, right? So that's awesome. She absolutely loves it, and I've seen that you started like a subscription base. Like, are you sending these out and about now? We we have started a bit of a subscription base because we've had a lot of requests for that. You know, we have a lot of people across the country who used to live in Fort McMurray. A lot of my own family members. I was sick of sending them copies of the magazine because <laughs> it cost me a fortune. So I was like, you know what? We we've had a big enough demand. It's still free around town and it's selective locations. But if you really want it to come to your house if you work shift and you can't get out and you're always seeming to missing it. So even people in town can Even actually. people in town can get it delivered right to their house. It's just 39 bucks a year yeah. and you get all six of them. So I think it's a pretty cool way to receive it and support the magazine, which is Yeah, absolutely. Too. Actually, that's a good idea. That's something actually I might jump on because I know a lot of the times, too, like I, I always read online when you release it and I like to share around some of the articles, too. But actually getting that physical copy, it, it's, it seems to be that, that cliche thing that right, where everyone's <laughs> trying to be like, well, where can I find the physical copy? Yeah. And I remember following, uh, I believe it's your Facebook or Twitter, where people were tweeting like stuff in the weirdest spots. I think there was one in Denver, which would make sense because of the of the flight. Someone found one in Newfoundland, which would obviously makes sense. Yeah, too, what am I? My random friends just who lives in Montreal actually texted me one day and they're like um I just picked up a copy of your magazine in the airport and I'm like oh that's awesome <laughs> right and we get emails all the time oh I'm taking it to my vacation house in Cuba or I'm taking it to Aruba or wherever they're going and they're taking it there and then you know I had an email last week from a guy who's like can I get some back issues you know I really like I've got one and four and I really want two and three because I want the full collection and I'm like wow you want to collect these things like that's crazy to me and it's really cool and yeah well no I Actually, I sent uh, one of the article I did. I did an app called Stitcher, and they're based out of uh, San Francisco, California. So I, I, I just told them that I did a, an article about them and, and how they were featured in this magazine. And I sent. They're like, "Oh, can you send me just the the, the, the article?" So I sent. I just scanned the copy of the article, sent it to them. They actually wanted the magazine. That's cool. So I, I, I had. I think I had two here that I just uh, picked up. So actually, I sent them. Uh, I sent them one magazine because they wanted to show it off in their whatever the trophy room. I can only picture this big 
dungeon filled with like antiques and trophies, right? And uh, yeah, so I know people in San Francisco uh, got it as well. So yeah, to me, you know, it's really important that you know it's a really cool thing. I'm such an ambassador for Fort McMurray as you as you are yourself, and you know, it's really important to me that people understand how freaking awesome this place is because it really is and i think the magazine does a really good job and i'm biased because i you know obviously <laughs> um, work on it every day like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> but i think it does a really good job of showcasing for mcmurray in a way that it's not used to being showcased and does it and makes it and, and we, we are a real city and i think it kind of showcases that no it does uh like to me the six on six off i absolutely love that it's something that uh, it's probably the first thing that i flip to whenever i pick up a physical copy or even online right kevin thornton's piece though the compare and contrast with another city always cracks me up yes that- i might not always agree with it but it cracks <laughs> me up well let's go through some of the regulars that uh, you have like there's there's kevin's article i know uh, russell's there as well russell does a version of his blog um yes, middle age bulge and yeah. does a phenomenal job every every issue Teresa wells has started doing something new with the not your usual sub, sub uh, subject sorry mm. and uh, really taking someone who doesn't necessarily get a lot of limelight and is new to the community and is doing their best to make it their home and kind of contributing so i thought that was a really that neat is, idea. Really idea tyron alt has started doing um a sports kind of editorial mm. and kind of does some fun and quirky things all the time kind of touching on the sports in our region and we all we all know it's a very big part of who we are as a region is oh, our sports huge. so he does that you know we obviously have a lot of regular contributors kevin thornton does his column as well as we mentioned um he does a you know he does a couple little things for us as well and which i'm glad to see because he actually stopped writing for the Today he did stop writing for the former Marie today, yeah. yeah so. so now we still get to see his, uh, his musings in your in your magazine, right? Yeah, because everyone's got a blog, but it's all, I don't know the way you put it together in the magazine. That's what I love about it, right? Like seeing the stuff that I've written in the past, because like, I know the timelines of it. I would submit an article to you guys and it'd be like a couple months before I actually. So I wouldn't remember what I wrote, right? So I started to read it again. I'm like, oh, this is kind of neat. And then of course the Teresa stuff. I'm trying to think of who else the regulars are now, and I can't even. My computer keeps stopping the plug-in for the... For Nolan online. writes for us as well um, on occasion, so he, he does some stuff. You know, Ashley Lawrence, and I know she's really involved with podcasts. She, she does some stuff for us. We have a whole bunch of writers, and we have some that come on for, you know, every issue, some that are on for some issues. Yeah. You know, Kieran does a lot. Um, Alana Bottrell is brilliant, and she writes some of her awesome features for us. I don't know if you remember The Invisible at 20... I was just going to say, that's the first one that... that at did. 25 Below... Yeah to me I think has had the strong impact in terms of what a feature editorial can be and Alana did that and it was her idea and she she spent an entire day hanging out with with a homeless man in our community and it was it was really really profound and uh, I'm really thankful for her uh, for her writing because um, yeah that like has yeah. that article still like stood out as to me, I remember reading it, and like it's absolutely incredible the writing that she does. I remember the first time she sent it to me, and I am very privileged in some ways because I get to read all this stuff first mm. as my job. And I remember getting it from her in an email, and I was just like, "Wow!" <laughs> and I, I, I literally started tearing up because yeah. it was just so real and so it was pretty powerful. And I knew it was all happening, and I knew what to expect, and you know, I knew she was doing a day in the life, and. I can tell you, she actually went and spent an entire day with them and wrote this story. And a photographer went with her, and, uh, you know, they were both deeply, deeply touched by it. And, you know, it. I think it changed their lives. It certainly changed the magazine. And, uh... No, cause they, that yeah. was your second issue, I believe, and that really put a stepping stone into what this city has to offer and, and what this magazine is going to be able to show 
people from, I see literally from around the world that are being able to see this, right? Because you had a, the first time I did a podcast with you, you did a statement. You're like, and like the and like the way publication world, like for every copy you have published, was it two people read it? Or? At least two, yeah. So we print 20,000 copies and we still print 20,000 copies right from day one we have. And, and now, as you know, we kind of run out. So that's what kind of took us. We're now doing bi-monthly rather than every quarter. Every mm. quarter. So, you know, because after two months we were finding them gone anyway. So the, the demand was there. Um, but yeah, from, from a print publication and that's, you know, magazines have such a higher print quality than daily newspapers. Not necessarily content-wise, but just people want to hold on to them a lot longer. Yeah. And they, um, they get passed around one. more. They yeah. get passed around more they get put on coffee tables and mm. bathrooms and places like that so you're usually getting more than one read out of them yeah. you know I, I know Tommy Guns yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy Guns original barbershop puts them down in there next to the chairs so when the guys are going to get their haircuts and yeah. then they, they flick through them so how many people are reading one of those yeah. so that's what kind of gives us our readership you know our print circulation is different than the readership and mm. our circulation is 20,000 our readership we think is at least 40,000 yeah no no I think those are definitely accurate numbers like I said the people that talk about it uh, like where was I ran another, more another random uh, uh, magazine st- spotting story um, Fort McKay Industrial Park I don't think you guys put any out there. So I just I found them on the. Uh, it was one of the North Star Ford, uh, the North Star Ford maintenance stop, <clears throat> and there's another one in Athabasca Lodge uh, at the Tim Hortons. Yes, some of the some of the camps and stuff we are doing distribution oh, okay. in now. So we do do some rural North and South distribution. It's minimal compared to the amount in town, only because yeah. we only have so many copies, and yeah, it's, exactly. it's a matter of sharing them all it's around. It's a long ways out. Right? It, it is, but we, we're working with Snapwood Buffalo for that. Actually, we oh. we have a partnership with them, and they they've been doing. Uh, some distribution for us and they're phenomenal at it and, and to me it's really cool to see media outlets especially print media outlets yeah, yeah, working yeah. together and well, you're uh, going for the same audience so why try to struggle and split it when yeah you can we can just work together and we're completely different mediums in some ways so mm. well, that's very cool it's really nice what stands out in a year what what's what, what is there any moment like I know Atlanta's article was really really good but is there anything else that kind of sticks out I've had a lot of fun. You know, I've had some really cool opportunities that I wouldn't have maybe gotten. I got to go to Denver um, with the airport on the inaugural um, flight. That's really cool. <laughs> that was the coolest, I still think, the best 48-hour trip of my life. Wow. Everyone go to Denver. It's fabulous. Um, it is, actually. I have used that flight now four times. Yeah, I think that flight from Fort McMurray to Denver, is it, it opens a lot of doors, literally. Oh. And I was really privileged to get to be a part of that. You know, it's it's really cool to see some of our writers submit stuff to publish it, getting to tell the stories, getting to hear them the thank yous. You know, like it's just been a year of ups. You know, I, I can't say there's been many downs. You know, it's been personally and professionally the best year of my life. That's so awesome to hear. Well, like the events that I see that you're putting out, right? Like the, I wouldn't say you're you're not just sponsoring. You're you're knee deep into the event itself. Right? Like, yeah. what have you had over the last year? You've had the events have always been a bit of a passion of mine, and I really enjoy them. So it's something I obviously want to get involved with, and I stay involved with. You know, we've had a, we've had a bunch of launch parties. We hosted St. Patrick's Day at the right, Brew Pub. Yeah. We did the Prime Patio Party with Prime Social Kitchen, Country ninety three three. And these are stuff that are like these are spots that are different than than normal like hangout spots. Yeah, it's like really your birthday important. party, I had to look up because I did not know where it was. And you know what? It's a great little 
pub that's great for private events yeah. and even just to go hang out inside the Clearwater Suite Hotel called The Edge. And, you know, to me, it's really important to showcase some of our local businesses and some of our local hotspots and, and not go to the same place every time. You know, we, we are going back to the Wood Buffalo Brew Pub. We're hosting with Party and Wedding Essentials New Year's Eve at the Wood Buffalo Brew Pub. So that's we're, the Gatsby one, right? We're doing a 1920s Gatsby-themed event. That sounds so cool. And I'm, I'm really excited. So, you know, we get to do and I get to work and collaborate with a lot of different people as long as I do get to sponsor a lot of events and mm. I get to, you know, kind of do things with the Northern Lights Health Foundation for their galas and for their events for children. And we get to do stuff with the Keanu Foundation. And, and I really, really enjoy giving back as much as I possibly can to the community. Well, you hosted the, what was it? It was the State of the Island, I believe, this year, wasn't it? No. Festival of Festival Trees, Trees with Rolando and Zunza. Yeah. Yes. That was a really cool honor and it was, it was a fun experience. Did we you got get the video to, done? Um, we did. We made a video um, with a guy named Steve Gardner. He's, I think, the video guy for Holy Trinity. I've heard the name, yeah. Yeah, he does like oh, yeah. the video class yeah. at Holy Trinity. Yeah. So he was friends with Rolando, so he ended up doing the video for us. And it was just a fun little clips of us doing ridiculously silly things. I got what to drive that? the Zamboni. Score! That's a highlight of the year for sure. <laughs> I got to drive a Zamboni on the ice, so did that was get, really cool. Did you get Santa? We did get to hang oh, out with Santa, right yeah. On. I sat on his knee and, you know, told him what I wanted for Christmas <laughs> and gave him a kiss and stuff. So that was really nice and something I haven't done in a really long time. Um, so like I said, I just get to do a lot of really awesome stuff. And I'm really, really thankful for everyone for supporting not just me, but the team. And I've got some fabulous people who work for me. And then and also to see how it's grown and kind of taken root in the community. And it has. Like, in one year, I don't... Like, it, it's become a staple. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Like, you say taken root. It definitely has. And usually it takes a, a, an organization a little bit longer in order to be a, a word-of-mouth, well-known uh, organization. But within one year, like, Why My Magazine, everyone knows about it. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Like I said, people seem to... I'm waiting for the... Black Friday type rush to try to get the magazine off the shelves, right? No, and, and it, it won't ever get to that point because we can just print more. <laughs> but, um, you know, we've had some strong advertising support. I wouldn't be able to do it without my advertisers. That's true. It's yeah. a free magazine because people are advertising in our magazine. And, mm. and I like to think I put out a product that advertisers want to be in Absolutely. and, you know, provides value to them and obviously helps them reach their advertising and marketing objectives. And that's really important to us and really high quality ads. Mm. Um, so that it's really product like I, it, I yeah to me the whole thing. thing needs to be as it, it represents our community mm. so to me it needs to be high quality yeah, it needs to be what we all think we are any um, people that like how, like obviously you're <clears throat> batting the advertisers down the door I'm assuming well we certainly have a lot of people coming to us <laughs> we, we certainly sell out every issue which is really uh, phenomenal that's what you see, right? and uh, advertising is such a such a fun world in some ways. I get to meet with so many different people and work with so many different products, clients, businesses, organizations, charities, works. I get to work with them all and I get to interact with all these really awesome people. If everyone flips through this thing, like there's such a wide range. Like I find with some of the publications in town, like, and I'm not naming anyone in specific because I find it just some, some months it's be this one and other months be that one. But like, you'll see a, the same pattern of people, the same advertisements, a lot of the stuff is the exact same ads either way through, right? But I find going through yours, it's like you're getting obviously a, a podcast that you're sitting in, a, in, in someone's house to like some of the major uh, oil sands corporations. And I, I don't know, I think that's really, really cool to see. And to me, I think it's important to have ads that people want to read and actually want to be, you know, people to me that variety makes people, and if it's ads about your life, it ads, you know, you read them. 
<laughs> so, no, that's very you know, true. if it's a place you want to go or yeah. if it's a place, something you want to do, you're like, oh yeah, this place, you know, and you don't think of it as advertising and being really in your face and yeah. with magazines, when you're casually reading something like that and you're going back two or three times to keep picking it up and finish reading it, yeah. it's a really good uh, opportunity for companies and organizations to put their message out there. And it's that, it's that re-readership, I guess, I think that's what you called it, like the ability to, to go and look at it again. Like I said, I, I keep a copy every month, I, I will track down a copy and just keep it, and I find myself flipping through the old ones just to reread some of the articles because I want to reread Orlando's now because I've remembered how powerful it was and I, I definitely want to relive that and check it out again, right? Especially because it's now relevant again because it's winter, you know, and the yes. Center of Hope, Center of Hope was super cooperative for that story and, you know, they'd approved it before we went to print and I re- mm. it was really important to me that to get their buy-in and we didn't want to do something that went against them and what their goals are trying to reach because yeah. they're working extremely hard to, you know, advance Especially themselves in the community and fundraise and, yeah. and to take care of the people that live here, you know, and it uh, and to give people who don't have a home a home. Yeah, no, and exactly. And this is going to be their busiest time of year. It like is that. their busiest time of the year for sure. I'm just trying to think. They just announced their Sub Zero project. I think they, was, yeah, they did recently. Yeah, I think they it was did. 32. I think they're going for. Uh, it was only 20 I something. Remember. I can't remember. What I, can't, I got the press but, release, but I can't remember. Yeah, the definitely check numbers, them out but. on Twitter. And one thing I find that you do too is all the people when they look for back issues, like all the best stuff that's previous is not on the website, right? Um, I always try to tell people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I keep telling them I got cats. The back issues are available on our website. Are they? They are. If you go to the homepage and you click on download, mm. if you go there, all the old copies are still there. Oh. And all the material is archived on the website. We just keep it fresh and updated yeah. every issue with the new information and oh, the new material. Okay. Let's see, I let people in. I'll edit that part out so that they have to come to you for the, <laughs> for the subscription, for the back order. Well, right? you can still, and, and like, I have very few copies of all of our back issues, you know? It's like they're, even myself, you know, the other day we were getting ready for our anniversary party, and I said to Jason, my fiance and distribution manager, <laughs> he knows all about where these magazines are, and... Uh, I was like, can you bring some of every issue? He's like, I'll see what I can find in the storage unit. Because we try not to hold on to a lot of them no, either. Why would you want to keep Because them? we want people to enjoy them. And we yeah. don't want to have hordes of them in storage. But it's nice to have a few because then you get people that ask for them. And yeah. And like you said, for your them. one year, it would have been really good, too, to look at the old stuff. And I had them it. all there. I did have some of all of them there. So well, That's really, yeah. really cool. Any negatives within the last year? Wow. Negatives. Not to bring I watch less on. TV. <laughs> I was just gonna say because a lot of this stuff, people ask me like, what, what's what's the negative or like the adverse effect to to being involved with the community so much? And it's every time I would say, and I'm hearing this from a lot of people too, and I would think you're the same. Time, time. Oh, absolutely, it's time. And and my family and friends are absolutely amazing and extremely supportive, but they suffer the most because yeah. you know there's some friends I barely get to see, and yeah. I know they're still there, and I know they're still my friends, but yeah. It's not, um, and it's not because before the magazines I weren't busy either. So I think in general my lifestyle is to be super busy, and yeah. it's kind of how I started my career right from the start. So, well, that's what I find like a lot of the people in this town, right? It's it's to have that support structure to know that there'll be days where I won't be able to talk to anyone for a long time, right? Like if it wasn't for the fact that I specifically make time for for my son. I wouldn't see anyone. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because if I didn't have Kingston, I just would have been just flat out busy doing, wearing the many hats that everyone wears in this town, right? Yeah. And I just I just find that when a lot of people ask, like, well, what's the more negative aspect? I find it's not really negative. It's just an adverse yeah, effect. Yeah, I don't it's, think it's, there's any negatives. Effect. You know, I'm blessed. I feel like this community will give you back as much as you give it. Mm. And, I, and I feel that way every day. Come on, Chris. Give us the drama. Who's fighting with you now? <laughs> Honestly. 
honestly, <laughs> I'm like, not confrontational. <laughs> I'm a non-confrontational person. People might not think that because I think a lot of people think of me as pretty aggressive, but I, I don't. I, I, I hear that from people, and I'm like, I hate fighting. I hate drama. I hate, you know. To me, I love to make people happy, yeah. and I and I don't mean that I'm a pushover sense of the way, but in the way that. Let's all do something if they've together. if they've got a good idea, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. And let's how can I help you? Yeah. And how can we work together? So you know, I I, I can't say there's any drama behind the scenes. That's there's awesome. not. That's good. Yeah, I, I find some like I, I guess because you follow certain people, but some of the stories you hear, but some of the people involved in the community that are wearing the mini hats that are trying to do uh, the good things, drama would always seem to follow, right? And it's just what you wonder. You sit there and you wonder, like, uh, is this self imposed or is this actually people just trying to work it out, right? And I find. It's just the more you put yourself out there, like especially you with this magazine, the more people might criticize it as well, right? So, oh, and, and I welcome the criticism, I really do because you know what? I'll never grow, the magazine will never grow if we don't have people telling us what they don't like as much as they like. Constructive criticism, constructive criticizing, yeah. yeah. You don't need to come yell at me, I'm okay without the yelling, but <laughs> I do really enjoy getting the emails and the Facebook comments and stuff saying, Why did you do this or why did you not? You know, I would like to see the other side of this coin, and I'm uh, great like you know and I give my writers a lot of freedom we'll <laughs> to, I give my writers a lot of freedom and I don't really edit I don't really edit out opinion or I don't really edit out you know I, I make it very clear in the magazine this is opinion or this is yeah. subjective and you know we just did our top 20 influencers oh, definitely want to get to that in a second <laughs> and uh, that was the most subjective and could be open to criticism thing I've done yet Okay, let's get into it now. <laughs> how were they picked? How were they picked? Um, ultimately, me. Hey, right. And on. I won't shy away. I say that in the I say that in the preamble in the magazine as well. And it's you know we say that this list is subjective. It's open to criticism. It's open to people not agreeing with it or agreeing with it. Oops, sorry. It's all good. Phone goes off. <laughs> I. Uh, and it's one of those things where it was a secret. We didn't tell anyone in advance they were being chosen. I waited until literally the magazine was out in the public realm before I actually even emailed the influencers and was like, hey, congratulations, you've won this. Because it wasn't to me necessarily winning anything. It was just being recognized for some of the work that they've done. And love them or hate them, the people on the list have had an impact and they've had influence 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 with people when i see marty giles on that list it's funny because there are some people that are just oh, i was talking about this list too and they're like who's marty giles and all you got to do is start singing that song on the radio uh and his voice is synonymous with those ads the North every, Star Fork everyone knows who it is and it's funny because i love the guy to death but I was ready to punch him with that when he was singing those Christmas ads last year, which he made fun of in later ads. I know, right? right? And that's what's so brilliant about yeah. it is he knows they're annoying. Yeah. It's, but that's what. It, but it works. Yeah, right? right it they're works, funny yeah. and it works, and you listen. Mm. So uh, his his one about the the stuff that stole the people that stole they won awards for that. Yeah, that went viral around the world. Yeah, they won awards like, for that. Listen to this guy because this is absolutely hilarious, right? Yeah, but yeah, so like because sometimes you might not recognize the name, but I think everyone on this list, you know what they've done and marty and Deneen are not just you know huge business producers in mm. our community and the fact that north star ford is like i don't know the stats but they're huge in the country in terms of numbers oh, and yeah, sales yeah. and they have dealerships not just in fort mcmurray they have one in calgary and they give back oh, so dude. much to oh, the community i never knew that they do and they do, do i didn't know they had one in calgary but they do do a lot for the community and that's why like a lot of people like i said 
the name might not ring a bell to you. Dig into what and you wrote articles on them uh, or wrote little uh, blurbs yeah. on them for each one, right? Let's go. Wade Colmel was one. Okay, if you're gonna go through the list, I'll give you my comments. And okay, well, first, Melissa Blake. Obvious. I think there that is, there's obvious. nothing to be said. She, she's our mayor. She's obviously influential. And she's been whether you love her or hate her. Four, yeah. You know, and she's the kind of person that hates to be on lists like this. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I still get a kick when people are just like, "Oh, F1 brings such a male-dominated society." <laughs> I'm like, we've had a female mayor that's been running the show since '04. Like, uh, yeah. you guys can again. People don't know. I have exactly a lot of respect community. for her. Oh, absolutely, I'm going to get her on this podcast. So come hell or high water, mark my words. <laughs> uh, Don Scott. Um, well, you know he's a minister in Allison Redford's cabinet. He's representing former McMurray, and he is well respected in Edmonton. And he he has the ear of the premier. Yeah, he does. There's no you know there's no question his, about it. His young and, uh, political in uh, his very young yeah. you know provincial political career, and he tries every day to work as hard as he can and people will probably say I'm biased because yes I used to work for Don and I uh, it's how you get to know someone it's how you get to know them but I just know firsthand how hard he's working mm. no and that's a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes stuff and, and you got to and you got to have a glimpse at that right and uh, I can't say nothing bad about the guy because he's been absolutely nothing support, or nothing but supportive for everything that we've done. And I definitely look forward to uh, working with him in the future for any more of our products that we got planned that hopefully that will involve him as well. Wade Comal. Wade was on the list or is on the list because of everything that's changed and happened with the Keanu sports programs. Over the last couple of years, they've really transformed and grown huge with hockey, with basketball, with all these different programs that they have. They've really just expanded and given themselves a really great name. And I thought, once again, sports is such a huge part of our community that he deserved to be on the list for that. No, absolutely. And, and bringing it, like, I'm a huge, no bones about it, I'm a huge hockey fan, right? And when they brought in uh, the Keanu Huskies hockey team, it actually made me dive into the Keanu Huskies more so because I wanted to see exactly what they provided basketball, soccer. Uh, I know the Connor Brady is. I graduated with him from high school, and he's involved with their soccer program now. Yeah, it's absolutely important and important for our community. So, and it's just going to grow. Yeah, I, I love I love watching Huskies hockey. It's great. Kingston has a blast at it. Uh, who got next? Mark Little. People Vice should, President of Suncor. People should know. The, <laughs> yeah, people should know this one. And he's the public face of the oil sands, and yet he's ultimately a very down to earth guy. And everyone's like, "Well, why Mark Little over Scott Sullivan and you know Tony, Tony Minkowski from Nexon and all these other really great oil sands executives?" They all have to play their part, and they're all obviously influential, but I only had 20 people. <laughs> so I could have made a list of the top 20 oil sands executives if that's what I'm they sure wanted. You made but, a list of top 20 yeah. <laughs> but I uh, ultimately chose Mark because I, I really think he's very accessible to the community and is really out there. Mark Little, and, and what he hosted the uh, State of the Art. Or State of the Island. State of the Island, he did, and I don't remember the other guy's name, but he hosted with uh, one of the execs from Shell. Oh, did he? Oh, yes, right, because they're doing the big announcement. Michelle Place, night. yeah. That's right. Um, number five, Kevin Nagle. Kevin Nagle's the president of the college, and... Uh, he had a rough couple of years. <laughs> he's had a rough couple of years, but he's still the president of the college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just think that that gives someone a lot of influence, and he's certainly affecting a lot of lives in our region. And he's uh, and he's making the tough decisions, and that's He the is thing. making a lot of very tough decisions. Yeah, we had a podcast, actually, about the whole... Uh, Keanu Arts, and this is going back now, what three years ago? So it's kind of it's kind of grown past what it is, and 
sometimes you got to do the tough decisions to to make the right choice, right? So, and and I'm not and saying he makes all mid. the right choices. I am not. Mm. That's not what I did when I put him there. You know, mm. I just put him there as he is the leader of Keanu College, and that's well, a big part of our community. Oh, absolutely. Erica Ford under and then Hornsey because she goes by Ford or Hornsey now. Um, Ford. She okay. just got married, but ah. I, we kept Hornsey in there because she just got married, and a lot of people would know her as Erica Hornsey. Erica's done a lot for this community in the world of social prosperity, and really, uh, she was executive director of Volunteer with Buffalo through the flood when ah. there was those hundreds and hundreds of volunteers and people coming out. She managed the volunteers throughout the flood, and I thought because of that, she deserved to be on the list. She now she now works for Total, but. So she just changed positions. Oh, oh, she just got a new job, yeah. did she? Because the Volunteer Wood Buffalo merge too with yes it's so now it's part fused. of fuse social okay so i was trying to remember exactly oh it says right there yeah volunteer and, and thus she was very involved in all those discussions mm. as executive director of volunteer buffalo and that's definitely going to be uh, an organization that we're going to hear a lot more of in, def- in the coming months absolutely and you know the nonprofit choices i placed here there was you know a dozen more we could have put there oh. it, it's it was one of those things where you know because specifically of the flood i Chose it's been a busy year. Yeah. It's been a busy year for them. Mr. John Wilson. Enough said. <laughs> Who everyone, doesn't know John Wilson? In town should know John everybody Wilson. in this town. I think maybe not everybody, but a lot of people have a crush on John Wilson, and <laughs> he is such a. How'd you guess? I do. I really do. <laughs> really? Well, like, he is such a good man. Yeah. Again, I, I, and I'd say this to his face, and I do regularly, but I really look up to him, and yeah. I think, you know, him and he, he came here with his dad, and his dad started a company years and years and years ago, and they just did something. They grew a company out of nothing, mm-hmm. and to this day, doesn't even like spend all of his time here. Is retired. Yep. But still gives so much to Back our community. Back and forth. He's up here more than I think he moved to BC, I believe. And uh, I think... Him and, Le- and, and you know, part of me feels a little bit bad because I didn't put his wife Leslie on this list. Because Leslie <laughs> does so bad. much as well. And, you know, it, uh, it was one of those things like we added Deneen when we added Marty. And, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's, it's John Wilson. Like, uh, I've said in the podcast before, like, when I started getting, quote-unquote, more involved in, in the community, like, I've lived here my whole life, but I started getting involved in the last couple, well, the last, like, five, six, seven years. But I knew I knew John well before, like when I was in high school. Right? It's just one of those guys that you know in the community. Yeah. I find it, I'll be shocked if he's a statesman. There you go. Really? I th- no. Like I just think like he's got that like oh, statesman got that, kind yeah, of yeah, quality yeah, yeah, yeah. where he's he's just well received. Very well. He's helped build this place, right, uh, Mister Pastor Glenn Forsberg. I thought out of all the pastors, and we have some really fabulous ones in this community, I'm personally not very involved in the religious faith community in Fort McMurray, but I know there's so many people that are, and Pastor Glenn is such a leader in that community in our region, and I think he's influencing people every day. I'm going to plead the the, uh, ignorance on this one, but is he the one that was in hometown? He was in hometown. Given that speech? Yes, okay. for some of the nights he wasn't in all of them. Oh, okay, so he was, but, in the and he was very involved in the Abrams Land deal. Yes, so that's where I've been dying to get them on a podcast because I really want to hear the. I know that he, actually this magazine did a good article on it for this month. Teresa we did, did, yeah. Um, and I want to hear more about it because that's it's a, a huge story it's for our community. Incredible story, where three churches go and get the money. To where do this. else 
do you see that kind of collaboration all around the world people are fighting because of different religious groups and here we have them all working together to buy land it's just it's incredible and then give some to the city and then give some back it's incredible yeah no it is it's incredible so pastor glenn forsberg uh i I actually the cartoon is what made me recognize them where i'm like that was that's definitely the one hometown yeah i definitely like to uh speak with them further but uh amazing individual and this more abram's land people are going to get to know more about this uh, definitely in the coming weeks uh glenn lobenstein Lobenstein? Lobenstein. Love or hate Glenn, and we all know there's a lot of people out there that feel both strongly ways about him. Yeah. Glenn is the chief administrative officer of our city, and he is very, he, very influential. He took the job, uh, anyone that doesn't know, like he took the job at a point where I think we were having a revolving door around the CAO position where no one would stay. Uh, we had a different person there, I think it was like every couple of months or a year. And you can't get anything done that it's way. It's an extremely tough job. It's an extremely pointed job where every like that's when you take that job, you know there's going to be a bunch of people that like you and a bunch of people that hate you. Yeah. And the ability to take the job knowing that, I think that takes a very special person to yeah. uh, to do. Hopefully, I can get him on the podcast too because I'd like to like to hear his thoughts. Just that voice when he's ever in the council meetings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kim Rizzi. Kim Rizzi. Rizzi. Kim Rizzi is the general manager of the Western Canada Summer Games that are coming up in 2015 and. There's so many catalyst projects that are coming about because of the games that I thought she was kind of impacting the region in a way because the games is being, like I just said, a catalyst for so many other projects. They're working so hard to get things done. So when the games come and we have the thousands and thousands of visitors to our region, it's spick and span ready to go. And and so Kim's really involved in a lot of those conversations. And I think 2014 is going to be a year where we're really going to start hearing like it's good, not so much hearing because we've all heard about it, but we're going to start seeing. Yeah, it's, it's still a bit early. It's still yeah. a bit early, but uh, a lot of those things that are happening behind the scenes, new infrastructure, you know, games like village for the athletes, mm-hmm. things like you know rowing. Like there's all these different decisions being made right now that are going to have a lot of impact on our region. Yeah, she's at the forefront of it. She's at the forefront of it, and a fabulous lady. If you don't know her, uh, I, I would. You like should to. totally get her on the podcast. I think my goal is to actually get everyone on your list on the podcast. I think that's going to be. I'll my, help you. My 2014 I'll goal. help you. Elsie Yannick. We want to talk John Wilson's a staple in the community. So, so is she. Yeah. You know, Elsie Yannick is a wonderful lady um, involved. She's with the Fort McMurray Métis Association. And um, what a stalwart of our community. She is somebody who's a leader, well-respected, and offer so much guidance and wisdom to our community. She was the torchbearer. She lit the cauldron for the Olympic torch I remember relay that, I remember a few that years ago. Distinctly, because I, I've I've been a huge Olympic fan for years. Because uh, I, I, I hail it back to one of my first bonding moments with my mother, because we bonded over watching figure skating. And to this day, I can't wait for the Sachi figure skating because it's going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. And so I was uh, myself and my son were front and center down at that uh, Olympic celebration, and that's the first time I, I always heard the name. That's the first time I actually got to see her. Spoke with her very briefly there and got to lead the, see the light the torch so amazing time yeah. and she does so much work in this community and for because she's how old now i don't know exactly how old i don't want to when she speaks people listen yeah i don't want to offend her by saying an age but she's not she's yeah it's incredible what she does um number 13 mr scott clement scott is the ceo of the fort mcmurray airport authority and uh in the spring as they announced this past week they're uh grand opening of the new airport terminal and that will change everybody in Fort McMurray's life absolutely absolutely everybody Heritage unless you event. never fly anywhere which is very few people yeah. but it'll still affect their visitors and their guests and and the overall city-like feel of our region and I think that it's such a huge thing for our community 
with Scott, um, I haven't had a chance to meet him yet. I would love to speak with him, but I will say this from a very low level employee at the airport. When I worked for WestJet, uh, I worked for Tech, and there was a hundred percent noticeable difference when he took over. And to me, if you have that kind of impact, it's nothing but positive for this community. He is He's an attention done to detail. wonders with what he has available up there. Not and we haven't even opened. Yeah. Our brand new facility yet, and he's just a downright all around nice guy. Yeah, I can wait and to talk to And he, they're doing, they're working so hard. You know, the grand opening with the international air show. Yeah, everyone wants to go to that. Oh, yeah. Everyone should go to that. Yeah. Everyone, but tickets go on sale Wednesday. What was it? I thought it was tickets. Go, okay, tickets go on sale on Wednesday, I believe. Mm. The gala, the airport terminal gala that's happening is Bachman Turner. Are coming, yeah. which is really cool and exciting. And the gala's in the, the gala's in the terminal. Yeah, it's before. And yeah. there's going to be a very lucky 400 people that get to go to that, and yeah. I hope to be one of them. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be really cool. But I think the really and you know, there's going to be airport open houses, so you can walk through an airport like you would never get to walk through it yeah. once the airport's open. Yeah. Because once it's open, security gets in place. We have international customs. It's, it's off limits yeah, in a lot of areas. It's a normal airport. Yeah. It's an airport. But before the airport officially opens, it's, it's anyone can go walk through that building. And I think that's really it is. unique. And you can say, I was there when the airport opened. And it's something to be proud of. Like Anyone that has flown into this community, which should be everyone at this point, because it's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's a, one of the busiest airports. I've worked there. I know the size restrictions. Everyone that comments on it when they come in is like, how are we? This is such a small little spot. And, they, and we're able to do the so much. Yeah. What, the, what they have. And well, what they can do with that small facility and then get a brand new one in place, it's going to be Two incredible. gates to eight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It to show you what it's going to be like. Yeah. The Denver was a big deal. Wait till, wait till, uh, the, wait till we have like direct flights to Vegas. I know. And we have direct flights to... I don't know where else, but well, lots of places. The flights. Uh, number 14, Marty and Deneen Giles. We talked about them briefly already, and, mm-hmm. and I think that they're strong leaders for our community. It was important for me to put Deneen there because she really is right there with Marty all the time, and, and they both work very well together, and they do a lot for the community. Absolutely. Those radio ads, Marty. We love them. The, uh, number 15, Darby Allen, who I wasn't overly familiar with up until a couple weeks ago when I was watching the, uh, the budget meetings from council. Darby and uh, Bob Kutcher, who's on the list, they really went in, I think, because of the impact they I saw during the emergency management of the flood. Mm. You know, they were really the go-to guys, really making a lot of decisions. And, and you know, Bob, we can talk about him now at the same time, superintendent of the police force, you know. How long have they been in place? I don't know exactly how long they've been in place, but they're just doing a really... I think good job and I'm not an expert or but you know just seeing how everything was managed I think they did a good job and they're having a lot of impact on essential services in our region that affect every single person well the the job title itself like uh, I can touch on it briefly like I know our emergency response uh, like our fire department uh, standards is like one of the best in the world we have a code in in the region uh, I believe it's eight minutes to 12 minutes response for your door like to be at your door I believe it's 8 minutes with a medic 12 minutes with a with a fire truck uh, don't quote me on exactly there but it, it's such a good standard that it's it's been it's one of it's one of the best leading in the world and, and Darby yeah to hear kudos him talk to about him it. right and uh, going back to Bob like we have actually one of the uh, I think it's in the top 5 largest RCMP forces in the world um, that actually run the police force in the city. So yeah, because incredible. we don't have a different. We have like we have this bylaw we services, have bylaw, but, our but in terms of our RCMP. policing is done by RCMP, which is kind of unique in Canada. It's not that often that's the case. Not so too many. There's only a few communities that have that. Right? And I think uh, both of those men just needed to be commanded to help 
they're helping to keep our community and our citizens safe. Absolutely. With amazing standards, too, especially with what Bob works with. I know watching the budget meetings um, and knowing uh, knowing the uh, RCMP people in town, like there's a lot of newbies that come up here. And when you got to deal with that, that's just an extra challenge that he does. Absolutely. He does very well. And, and kudos to him and his staff. Here's a name that should ring true to Fort McMurray. Tim Reed. <laughs> Tim Reed. Everyone I... knows Tim. Congratulations to Tim. You just had a new baby this yes, week. Eli. Absolutely. Adorable. And Tim, for those of you who don't know, is the chief operating officer, chief executive officer of the new one, like the Regional Recreation yeah. Board or Regional Recreation Re- Corporation. Corporation. Yeah. Former, well, and still COO of McDonald Island Park Corporation. Oh, so he'll be one eventually. <laughs> he is recreation yeah. in Fort McMurray and Wood Buffalo. And who doesn't want more more of that and good quality recreation? We all do. That's the thing. It's good quality. Like, I love the attitude of think big because I think oh. that's what we should do in this town, right? Absolutely. He's bringing it. He is bringing up a CFL game. That's huge. The Northern kickoff. They they just announced the FC soccer thing right. from Edmonton. They, uh, you know, the sky's the limit when it comes to Tim and I've worked for Tim and I know it's like, well, is that an, is that big enough, Krista? Like you tell me, like what else could we do? Right? Like that's his attitude and he, and he lives it and breathes it every day. I've seen the man flip burgers. I've seen the man shovel snow. I've seen him literally do anything that Mac Island needs to get done. You go to an event there, Go behind the scenes, and I bet you you'll find Tim flipping a burger. Talking to his staff. We, uh, we had the pleasure of, of having a meeting with him after the Fort McMurray Reads event. And how he treats his staff, I think, is amazing. Incredible, Because uh, some of the like the, the service staff don't know who he is. And, and like I think he was He knows at, all their names? Exactly. He knows their names. He, he was, wasn't asked for any special treatment. He was just like, serve me like you normally would. It was actually incredible to watch, right? Compared oh, yeah. To, compared He's- to seeing some people that actually go the opposite way with it, right? He's definitely, definitely a, a man. I, I think not only does he have huge potential already, I think he's and doing a lot. I think he's destined for even more. Absolutely. Well, it's going to go, hopefully it's only going to get bigger, right? Um, I can't say this name. You're going to have to. Number 17, Jean-Marc. Guillemot. There you go. Jean-Marc is, or Jean-Marc, because he's French, um, <laughs> as well, the name says, basically. He runs the Fort McMurray Hotel Group, and they've got eight oh. or nine properties right now. They are building more. They're, you know, it, it's truly, and I've never seen a hotel organization more generous with their time or money. Wow. You know, involved on so many boards for McMurray Tourism. He gets involved in all these major events that Tim's throwing off. And they just do so much and give back so much to the community, mm. you know, just because they can. And, yeah. you know, they might have really high occupancy rates throughout the week. But on the weekends, they don't have such high occupancy rates because it's such an industry town. Yeah. So then they're able to help out nonprofit organizations and, awesome. and charities kind of do their events and kind of give them really amazing rates and, yeah. and, you know, comp things and really, really help out. And it's something I'm really, That's really obviously see. impressed by. To yeah, me, yeah. if a business owner or a business person is giving back to the community... I'm happy. <laughs> well, no, that's what you want to see, right? You want to see people involved, not just come up here, get yeah. money, and leave, right? You want to be involved with the community. Um, Diane Shannon. United Way. You know, she she runs Fort McMurray United Way, and she does it with a lot of heart and a lot of passion. We're consistently ranked in the top of the country for United Way. I remember hearing her speak. I believe it was her that was at the Northern Classic Yes, because they, we did the... Yeah, and they did the yeah. big announcement there. And I know that was really cool. Listen in her talk at all the United Ways, like when they're doing the uh, the goal announcements and the goal, knock on wood, the goal reachments every year yeah. so far, right? It's absolutely incredible. 
us. We're talking big amounts of money. Huge. Million yeah. dollars. Like when you, when you go to other communities and you say, yeah, our United Way has a goal of like $8.6 million. And people are looking at you like you have four. You're like, how in the hell are they able to do this? And every year, like I said. So we have the most generous community in the country. We keep, knock on wood, it keeps, we keep reaching it so far. And hopefully we can continue that trend. Just, yeah, we raised $8.6 million for United Way these couple months. I know. Incredible. Uh, Bob, we spoke about Bob. This one was interesting. Uh, number 20, Allison Redford. She doesn't live in Fort McMurray, obviously, <laughs> but she's the premier of this province. And Fort McMurray, with all the infrastructure projects that are ongoing right now, all the new schools we need, all the new the long-term care facility, she ultimately, the buck stops there for a lot of the major decisions yeah. that are being made right now about our city. So she might not live here physically, but is she influencing YMM? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially with this recent election, like a lot of the outcries were a lot of provincial issues. Exactly. That she could easily... Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we might have Don Scott and Mike Allen lobbying her, and they're absolutely influential as well. But ultimately, the buck stops there for a lot of these major decisions. And I think that... I do think she understands Fort McMurray. Do I think there needs to be more done? Always. So, you know, whether it's long-term care, whether it's more roads, whether it's bridges, whether it's hospitals, whether it's, you know... Schools. Education, yeah. you know, there's so many things that the premier and the provincial government actually have jurisdiction over yeah. that she ultimately affects. So I thought it was important that she was there, and it, it, it did surprise a lot of people. But did uh, did she is she gonna get a cartoon, the framed cartoon? She does. Yeah, Don's brought it to her. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, and I, I love how you actually included some more. Like you said, picking ten, twenty, or even five hundred uh, means that. And we didn't talk about you and Tito. Uh, we don't need yeah, we have to talk about the <laughs> fact that you, Todsky, and Tito are also one of our top influencers. And, and, you know, that was for a couple of reasons as well. You know, you guys certainly have made an impact with social media. You've made an impact with the podcast itself. And, you know, kind of using some technology-based, you know, social media-based communication methods to kind of get some new messages out there and really shed some light on some issues but also with the film association i think that's super cool and something really awesome for the community plus i see you guys everywhere helping out with different organizations and different events and different things like that so i just thought from a non-traditional media perspective you guys were my media people on the list well thank you very much you're welcome i think it's well deserved (laughs) um like you said, uh, I've really appreciated the comments. Uh, picking ten or twenty or even five hundred. I love how you said that because there is like these lists can go on and on forever and on and ever forever. And, and you gave some, uh, some definitely some good honorable mentions. Um, Any car- anyone that surprised you? Uh, surprised me. There's a few names that I'm still not familiar with. Like, that's one thing I, I would like to make clear to people is as much as. As, uh, I like to be more more involved in this community, and to me, uh, we've actually talked about it on a podcast several episodes. I'm sure you've heard it, and you'll, you'll hear it again in some upcoming ones. Is I really wish I didn't have a day job, so I'd be more involved with some of this other stuff, tough. right? Like that's <laughs> very fun. Tough. like it, it, it's when you work a full time job out in the oil sands, it, it eats up literally half of your life and even more so with with traveling back and forth right so like when i see your your list of like the people the, the top 20 influencers like i said I'm, i'll say it right now my goal is to have to actually meet them and talk to them hopefully get them on the podcast in 2014 and then your your uh, honorable mentions or your extra mentions there's some amazing people but a few that i've never even heard of and when i'm looking at this list i'm like and some i really I will, want I will to admit, i don't know well mm. and one of the things i did do before this story is i did ask some people i thought were influencers and mm. I won't release who they were because yeah. I don't want to put them in the hot seat but like I did talk to a bunch of people that I thought were influencers and was like who's influencing you yeah yeah well, that's and, actually a really good point yeah and 
kind of got some feedback and you know none of you know their entire list wasn't put in but there were mm. some people that i didn't know super well but i was like you know what no i agree you know i can understand where you're coming from yeah. with that and i might have put them in so you know i wouldn't be able to necessarily give you biographies of all the honorable mentions mm-hmm. um i would have been able to if we'd actually made them one of the top 20 and, and you know maybe they would have made the top 20 if i'd had more time to go research more about them and, and there's the and that's the flaw in this list and i'm not saying it's not flawed and i'm not saying it's perfect but the 20 that are there are people that i think deserved recognition for their efforts like the sports hall of famer cj phillips sandy bowman tyler king uh phil Marr, who definitely did do the bravest and craziest event of the year uh that was that was what last february yeah he uh, uh skied from uh, four chip one to cross country well, skied here. to the snow yeah well, he finished it afterwards he did he? finish it after yeah. yeah um no like i said like when i look at this list it actually makes me want to go out and get to and I want to go and get to know and find out what a lot of like there's a few that I haven't even heard of Susan Chaffee what does she do Susan Chaffee Suzanne. runs the Northern Lights Health Foundation I knew I recognized the name so but she's I didn't having know a what big impact on healthcare absolutely absolutely no and I love it and definitely check it out this week or this month or I guess two months you call it now yeah it's on stands now until the end of February uh, or not the end of January sorry because we're going into every two months so we're already fast and furiously working on our next issue which is called the love issue the love issue so which I was, was spawned from sex at sight that <laughs> campaign so uh, and we should have a whole podcast about sex at sight you read my mind because as soon as I was going to finish this I want to talk to you about actually doing a sex at sight podcast that and Les Mis because <laughs> well, I, I feel like that's my life in the next two months it is because so. you're, you're set up to go to Les Mis right? I'm in like, the ensemble of Blame is Our first auditions are actually tomorrow night. So I think or not auditions, uh, not auditions rehearsals. Yeah, rehearsals. Auditions were like months ago. But I think uh, Misty already has the date that she's gonna, and you're on it. So we got, I think February something six. Okay, we'll make sure I get it now so I've got it in my <laughs> calendar. Um, no, so Les Mis coming up. What else is coming up in your role? Do you want to talk about the Child Magazine? Um, we still have Fort McMurray's Child Magazine going on. and uh, Which I admit, I haven't gotten into involved with it as much as I want to yet. Like, yeah, and it would be really cool to hear something from you, because, mm. you know, from a dad's perspective. We get a lot of moms wanting to submit that's stuff. That's what I but figured. We, it usually but we do. don't get a ton of dads. So, yeah. you know, Carrie works for us on that, too. So she manages content. So okay. if you have something in mind that you want to write about, certainly. Because I think that would be... Uh, I think you'd, you'd add some cool perspectives to that. What's the what's been the focus so far? Like, what's been the, the reaction to it? It's it's more of like a parenting resource guide, so it's a bit it's really different than YMM, and, yeah, yeah. and, it, and we do it in conjunction with Edmonton's Child and Red Year's Child magazine. So, mm. it's been a completely different experience for me, but I'm learning so much about parenting and children <laughs> and. Fort McMurray has so many babies yeah. and so many kids and young kids and really young families. And for us to have a resource that's there for them and really spe- you know, spe- specific to them, I think is really great. And it's one thing when, when you hear like people talk about this town and they're like, oh, well, like, especially being involved with the Sex Aside Project, which everyone's going to be hearing more about real soon. Really soon. Uh, people is just like, oh, Fort McMurray is just a, a sex-filled SCD haven. And I'm just like, you guys don't realize that this is one of the biggest family spots in <laughs> In all of Canada, right? Dora, the Explorer, and the Backyardigans. I've learned so much about these different <laughs> programs. And, and Jason, my fiancé, has got a couple kids, but they live in Newfoundland, and they're a bit older, so I don't necessarily know all of everything that's going on, but I'm learning a lot yeah. about it. No, so. I definitely want to get more deeper into the Fort Worth Child Magazine, because as a parent, I f- you, you do find that resource. You do have that situation. Every parent has it where you're like, I have no idea what to do. Yeah, 
Yeah, and just uh, where to go, what to do, some mm, fun kids' activities that are happening. We do a calendar of events and, you know, kind of a help so- section where we list even all just the phone numbers of places you can call for help, I think, is really cool. Absolutely. Is there a physical magazine with it? I don't think I've seen yeah, that one Yeah, there around. is, and okay. I don't have any on me. <laughs> but there is a website. There is a website, yes. Yes. So uh, everyone can check it out, and it's available in the same spots generally as YMM is, plus some extras. We're not on, like, the, it's not on Diversified. It's not mm. in some of them, but we're in the hub. We're in the hospital. We're in, you know, we're in edge care. We're in some of the, you know, the preschools and the days, like just yeah. more family focused areas, distribution locations. Yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely really good. And we're always looking for more. So if anyone wants to distribute it or has a lot of kids come by their business or their organization and they want them delivered, we'll d- definitely do that as well. Should bring some of this Wyman magazines out to site. <laughs> you can take some out if you want. Absolutely. The um, just to show people, like I know it's it's definitely going to be a more talked about uh, issue in the coming years. Just the whole fly and fly out aspect of it to maybe show people that hey, it's really not that bad to move into town, right? Mm-hmm. A year, Krista. How's it been? Is it like I know we talked about it for the last hour, but it, it seems like it's been crazy. Like it's been absolutely it's been wonderful. The fastest year of my life. <laughs> The months just tick on by like weeks used to, and and uh, I don't. I never want it to end. I don't know what else to say other than I'm having the time of my life, and I know that's really cliched and corny, but it really is. I'm gonna end this podcast now with that song. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, and it's just with you singing the song. Me singing the song. You better sing it. (laughs) I want you to sing me a song. As soon as I, yeah, as soon as you leave, I'll just start belting into the mic. (laughs) Because I don't know the words. Um, The like your involvement in the community has been absolutely amazing. Uh, you were incredible in hometown, and I can't wait to see you in Limbez. <laughs> I, I love, uh, even though I guess, I'm playing woman number two. Hey, <laughs> that's the best. What I was hoping for, right? Woman I two. hate woman one, right? So women two, I can't wait. Um, it, with time in this town, I find like as we talked about, like it's something that is a precious resource. So I know, I know a lot of our uh, interactions is all online based and. To me, it's, it's hopefully it just goes up from there. I enjoy writing for the magazine. I, I think it's incredible. I, I love being involved with it. I look nothing more. I look up, encouraged to what we're going to do in the future because the sex at sight stuff is going to be really fun as well. Yeah, it's really fun to collaborate with you, and, and we enjoy having you in the magazine as well. And and the support you guys give us is certainly well appreciated. No, it's going to be an absolute blast. So here's to uh, the, the incredible first year, and here's to many, many more. Thank you so much. Any final thoughts? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Works for me. Next time we'll do it over like a bottle of wine or some beer. Now you're talking. One thing about night shifts is I can't really get drunk while doing this. So uh, no. on behalf of Tito, Ash, and Steve for this episode of the Wyman Podcast, I'm Totsky. I'm Krista. We'll see you next set. Thanks. Awesome. All right. There you go. One year of Wyman Magazine. Uh, absolutely incredible publication. Uh, for free around town. Pick it up. Or even if you subscribe to it, I think it's uh, 40 bucks. You can get it delivered right to your door. Can't complain about that one. Uh, check them out at www.yourmcmurraymagazine.com. Uh, absolutely great publication, uh, and can't wait to see more. Now, let's get into a quick little cinephile. This is a Christmas present for all you guys out there. Um, it's uh, myself, Tito, Stephen Ash. Uh, we recorded a show a little while ago, and here's kind of what we got into a bit of a rant uh, before the show. So uh, I'm putting in the rant here. We talk about uh, Days of X Men: Days of Future's Past coming up this summer, as well as uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. 
I'm just trying to find that it's quote okay, now because I literally was just listening to it. Fuck, I, it's not, that's like, that's the most time wasting argument ever. Like, who's liked what longer and like. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. You start I with just, something I pure, something exciting, then comes the mistakes, the compromises. Mm-hmm. We create our own demons. And then he goes on and he's talking about then because that was just the broad stuff I remember I was reading. Then he starts talking about like his character. Of course, there are people who say progress is dangerous, but I bet none of those idiots ever live with a chest full of shrapnel. And now, neither will I. I, I fucking I watched that the other day. Actually, I still love I really gotta watch that again. And uh, gotta grab the Wolverine or well, I don't. Uh, someone can't buy anything right someone now. Someone told it's me there's an alternate Christmas. ending. But yeah, there is. There's is there? an alternate ending for the Wolverine where somebody sends him. Uh, it's it's like metallic, or at least like like a carbon fiber, or whatever. It's like the top half of the classic Wolverine. Oh mask. no no! It's in the, uh, the the scenes there. It's uh, they're on the plane at the end. Yeah, he's with that Japanese chick or whatever. His bodyguard, and she's like, "It's a gift." And she he, he opens it up, and it's like the the gloves yeah. are brown. Mm-hmm. They're the brown gloves and the yellow. It's and but it's almost like a helmet, like yeah. it's like a samurai helmet, right? Because it wasn't in the actual release, right? No, no, because I think the argument was whether or not they're trying to lead it into uh, Days of Future's Past, which mm-hmm. I think Singer said he was. Apparently, that's also leading to Apocalypse. Yep. So it's, and I really, it's really hope the movie split in the two. And I hope, knock on wood, that's how they bring back Cyclops. Because mm-hmm. in in the nineties, the late nineties, they did a whole plot where Apocalypse was resurrected, and he got resurrected by taking over Cyclops' body. That's a good point because fucking what's his name? I know Scott Summers is his fucking. He's character. dead, yeah. But no, but what's the actor's name? He didn't sign on. Oh yeah, because he's technically dead in the fucking. Mm-hmm. Because Gene disintegrated. Yeah, he went right. fucking Reaper crazy. Then again, she also disintegrated. Why didn't you just use the fucking mutant? And, uh, <laughs> the cure. <laughs> it's right there. What is his name again? Uh, James Marsden. Marsden. There you go. I don't think uh, like, Frank. My argument no. towards that is like I'm like it's it literally. She's literally seared his skin off of his body as he approached her. I don't think the cure would have been able to get that close to her. Right. Yeah. You want? Actually, that was Unless my favorite part. Shot it right. Well, even then, though, because remember, it was like she had like this fucking crazy typhoon around. That's tr- that's true, and like all the people and their guns and tanks, yeah. were all being. And Wolverine was the only one that could do it. Cause he's, he's the only, the only one that could get close enough. enough. Yeah. yeah, so. Check, check, check. All right, why Ready? didn't he bring some cure and like sticker? That's what I was just saying. Like, because wasn't he walking on it? Because it's all over the fucking. I'm ground. just saying he was like pretty much naked when he finally got up to her, and you could see the adamantium in his rib cage because it was. I can't like, remember the scene. His flesh was constantly being seared. I know that. It, I know that it was like movie style and that the X-Men movies are geared to have like a little bit of a younger yep. audience and everything like that but I was so hoping once that scene started that we were going to see like full on like dragging himself across the ground like yeah, yeah. there's no muscular structure left mm-hmm, over because mm-hmm. there's some of the comics where like ah. he survives an atomic blast at ground yeah. zero yeah. and it's only because a handful of cells are still alive on his an adamantium body that he regenerates completely oh really in fact well, yeah. they kind of hinted towards it in Wolverine it's when one of my favorite he blocked the fucking guy right yeah exactly yeah. Um, there's one uh, yeah which is totally a cool part but even then like no this was like ground zero in one uh, one comic that I read and it, it's an arc where like uh, not an arc but a one off where he uh, whenever he's close to death he sees all of the, the like people in his life mostly like the women like Jean Grey and Emma uh, oh, Frost wow. and, uh, and uh, the Japanese chick um, and uh, and like he's going it's like, he's, like it's the same every time you know oh, shit. Like, it's, it's basically all these people that are now dead that used to be in part of his life through his you know hundreds of years and he's uh, they're all calling him to like step over and he can't like he physically is not able because yeah, of he always gets pulled back yeah because of his mutant powers because of so, the healing factor because I still like to see that fucking Hulk scene and come he's, to he, life too. Like he's, what, he's, he's uh, Wolverine exactly versus Hulk when he gets eaten. 
<laughs> well, no, that's out. that's an alternate. I don't know. That's but still, old man Logan. I think would be really the, good. F- the famous Hulk versus Wolverine scene is the Hulk rips him in half, and he still regenerates. Yeah, he he has to literally find the other half of his body, <laughs> <laughs> and he like puts himself together. Um, quick thoughts on the Spider-Man trailer. Well, I am recording. I can throw in this. Oh, show might as well. Yeah, uh, it's really noisy. Like there's, there's a lot going on. So much. I'm I'm just like it scares me honestly. Like it looks amazing. I have like I'm like this is great, but like at the same time I'm like yeah, but there's like like they, this is Spider-Man three all over again. Like there's so much shit going on, and and really like their Harry Osborn looks a lot like uh, Harry Osborn from Spider-Man three. Yeah. The only thing that irritates me is that I know out of the th- out of the three villains, all of which look insanely fucking cool. We are not going to get to know one or two of them at any kind of depth. You know, oh, I mean? I'd like, argue I, that point. I, I think we're just going to. I think I think, I think Rhino's going to short change. Yeah, yeah. Rhino's just going to be some fucking. But my understanding is he. Face. But my understanding is he's supposed to be like this Russian mobster that's kind of an idiot anyway, right? Well, yeah. And the rumor he's, online, he's just going to be the opening of the. Yeah, movie. And, and the rumor that's online all, is yeah. um, the Shocker's also in the movie. And he's like, apparently, it's like an in joke from Ultimate Comics because in the Ultimate Comics, the Shocker's like a nobody, and uh, he's he uh, he's just oh, a guy shit. that stole technology. I got, I got him mixed up with the with Electro. No, the guy yeah. with the yellow I'm suit. Like, yeah, he's in the movie. He's the main fucking actor. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm an idiot. Yeah. So anyway, um, so apparently the, the there was a still that someone saw, and apparently it's like just a throwaway scene where I guess someone's got this high tech the the Shocker technology. And, like, yeah, it's, like, it, it is the shocker, and Spider-Man handles him, like, no problem, and he gets arrested. It's probably uh, the precursor to yeah. the, the eel lab, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're trying uh, to do the... They're trying to weaponize electricity in a certain way, and yeah. uh, they realize it's kind of, like, a... Uh, not, not so much failed, but, like, they're just, like, ah, this this avenue is not well, I mean, going anywhere. You, you build Whereas on what the, you... Yeah. The no, zero, zero degradation formula yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming our storyline is... Well, and, again, the link, the link to the lizard, right? Mm-hmm. Just the yeah. cross-species. Thing. I'm assuming our depth storyline is going to be with Harry and the Green Goblin. I'm assuming he's going yeah, to be. Our I, think, act three. I think a majority of the movie is going to be Harry finding out why why Peter's so important to Oscorp, right? Mm-hmm. And definitely some cool. And also, the, it looks like turning into Sting, and they're building up. Yeah, and they're building up. Uh, they're building a Venom already, like that. The uh, yeah, yeah. Richard Venom, Secret Venom Lab containment yeah. or Venom yeah. Storage. My assumption is maybe that's that's what that ended up getting. Richard killed is that was probably his last experiment and he kept it from Oscorp the black suit and I'm assuming like this is my guess of what they're going to do is Spider-Man 3 (laughs) Spider-Man 3 he takes on the Sinister Six can't beat them realizes the suit will actually enhance his strength and that's what allows him to beat the Sinister Six, but it also but opens the door cost. to something much darker. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's gonna. Well, they already hinted towards with the with the octopus arms, the fucking vulture wings. Like it's Sinister yeah. Six is gonna be playing and that mystery man, the the guy from the mystery man, which who but walks I by. We, the, I, that was, I wonder if that's Adrian Tombs. I wonder if that's the vulture. Yeah, is that not Osborne? I think that's no, already no, still, because Osborne Osborne's six. in on his deathbed, right? Yeah. And uh, and also like when it was just that uh, after credit scene, there was speculation that maybe he's just. He is Osborne, and he's talking about Osborne as if he's not Osborne because it's yeah. clandestine, right? But mm. no, now this is clearly they show this guy walking with no problem, and they show Norman Osborne in his bed talking to Harry. Yeah, um, clearly he looks like he's been hulked. Plus, up. <laughs> plus there was that uh, that split second Literally scene there with uh, the actress playing Mary Jane being cut from the movie, but still in the trailer there, or maybe in the trailer. That's yeah. fucked up. Hey? The rewind was really cool, like, which so makes what? me think that they're not like if they don't kill Gwen Stacy off in this one at the. I thought it was going to be the very beginning, like and kind of like I hoped it wouldn't because I want to see more of Emma Stone. Right, uh, but um, 
I think that they'll if they don't kill her off at the end of this movie, it'll be the very beginning of the next movie. Uh, Gwen? Gwen Stacy. I yeah. say it's gonna be the act three. Like I said, I think we're in for a wild act three with oh, Harry God, Osborne with Harry Osborne. Terrible primary. Terrible. Boo Todd Hillier, boo. Oh fucking <laughs> Rhino and, and fucking Electro are gonna be two of these fucking goon type fucking villains that we're not gonna know anything about. I think that's gonna be real I think that's gonna be No, no, part. I think I think there's gonna be a lot of development behind the Electro. You think mm-hmm. this, you think Rhino's going to be the the, mm-hmm. the goon? He's going to be the throwaway for sure, without a doubt. He's going to be the throwaway. That next looks so fucking cool. And, and, and I'm sure that cool, the Goblin Harry won't show up until the third act. Oh yeah, like that'll be the big third act thing. It'll be, it's going to be the um, it's going to be him as the Goblin for the first time. Hmm. Ash. I didn't watch it. What? <gasps> that guy at is going to be so mad. <laughs> he Bastard. He really gonna, went in depth with their fucking. I'm going to find him and I'm going to pull his throat out. Oh, uh, shit. Jerk. Good thing you didn't, like, good thing you didn't watch our fucking Oblivion uh, review. <laughs> yeah, oblivious. Oblivious. <laughs> All right. Whatever. We have fun. Before. Fucking right. So we had fun. All right. Cool. That's one thing I absolutely love. It's just sitting down and chatting about movies. Uh, I love sitting down and just chatting in general. Uh, love doing this podcast, whether or not hopefully uh, people enjoy listening to it. I like to think they do. But if not, I enjoy it more just absolutely doing it. So once again, on behalf of everyone at the Wyman Podcast, as well as the former Murray Filmmakers Association, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I can't thank you guys enough for a good 2013. It's going to be even better 2014. So from the bottom of my heart, Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. We'll see you next set. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.